Welcome to the Inspiring Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Danny, and today I'm going to be joined by Kelsey, who is ready to whisk us away to the magical Maldives. Hi, Kelsey. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Danny. So you are Inspiring Travel's Maldives expert. Tough job. (laughs) Oh, it's a hard one, but someone's got to do it. (laughs) How many islands make up the Maldives? So you'd be surprised. There is approximately about 1,200 small coral islands. Wow. um, And sandbanks spread over more than 510 miles. I never knew that. So yeah, there's a lot to go at. Which of those islands that you visited really stands out to you? So for me, it's a tough question, really, because all the islands are completely different. So they've all got their own unique quality and reason as to why you would go there or the kind of experience that you're looking for. I don't have one in particular that stands out. I do have a couple of favourites. Which ones do you like? So I've got Four Seasons Land of Giravaru, which is just a beautiful island. It's up in the Bar Atoll. So it's perfect for diving. When you say the Bar Atoll, where in the Maldives is that? Is it more north? So it is more north, that one. But the Bar Atoll is generally a lot better for diving, sea life, the coral. It's just got a lot more going on. Hanafaru Bay is only about a 10-15 minute boat ride away from the island so you are able to go and see the mantas there um, and the whale sharks. It's a UNESCO heritage site. Really? Yeah so it's it's beautiful Um, and then literally the island itself it's a medium-sized island so you can pretty much get around the island in about I'd say about 25, 30 minutes on the perimeter. But the service at Four Seasons is everything you would expect from a Four Seasons quality hotel. It's standout, very personalised. They're very friendly. They can't do enough for you. So, you know, when you go away, you don't really want to do anything. (laughs) You know, you kind of just want to sit back, relax, be waited on. And they're very good at that. So that's that's always helpful. (laughs) What about going completely the opposite way? Can you think of an island you visited that maybe offers a little bit more of an adventurous experience? Yeah, definitely. I think the Ceneva brands are really good for that. I stayed at the Ceneva Jarney, which is the infamous one on the um, on Instagram and on the social medias for those slides and oh, the huge villas over water. Right, okay, yeah. yeah, but then in comparison, they've got a, a sister island called Ceneva Fushi. And Suniva Fushi, they have more of the beach accommodation as well as some water accommodation. But for Suniva Fushi, they've got the zip lining on the island, which is super fun. And then you can do like different dining experiences and it's a little bit more barefoot luxury, but it has got that quality of the food and the service is phenomenal. But yeah, it's just got that little bit more of an adventure kind of aspect to it. So you won't get bored. (laughs) what's your favorite experience that you've had at one of these resorts in the Maldives wow favorite experience I think 
Personally, for me, it's the food. I am a, I'm <laughs> such a foodie. <laughs> we may come back to the food we, 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 later. We could, yeah. I, I, I will talk about the food. <laughs> um, but no, there is so much to do out there. And this is where it kind of blurs lines a little bit because I think some people think that you just sit on a beach and that's kind of it. I really love doing the Sunset Dolphin Cruises. It's just a nice experience just to get out on the water and see the dolphins and got a glass of champagne watching the sunset oh, and sounds oh, like heaven. so dreamy and then you've got the experiences on the island with the turtles and rehabilitation centers and trying to give back with like the coral building and that kind of thing so there's there's quite a lot of very different experiences as well as obviously you've got your spa and those kind of things the nice stuff <laughs> <laughs> get to the Maldives from the UK? So from the UK, we would fly either direct, you've got your direct options with the likes of BA or Virgin, or you can travel indirect with say Emirates, Qatar, Etihad. So there's many, many options to get you out there. Which is the main airport? So Mali is the main island. That's kind of the hub of the Maldives. And then obviously from there, you would then go off to your private island by seaplane or speedboat. Oh, that feels very glamorous. Oh, it is. Oh, it's (laughs) lovely. (laughs) And from your first island... Is it then possible to visit other islands within the Maldives? Yeah, definitely. If you've got a longer period of time to travel, I would definitely recommend to try a couple or maybe two or maybe three, you know, if you can. Because like I said, everything in the Maldives, every island is completely different. So it's well worth experiencing those different islands because... You would get to one and you could fall in love with it, but actually, oh, I wish there was an extra restaurant or I wish there was the underwater restaurant, you know, or I wish there was a little bit more water sports or they don't do sea bobs here and they do over there. Every single island is completely different in terms of the size, the style, their experiences, their offerings. It's worth it's, sort of hopping around a bit. Oh God, yeah, and experiencing definitely. Different, different vibes. Absolutely, and yeah, that's that's my biggest thing is to make the most of it. And generally, if you are in, say, looking at two islands in the Bar Atoll, you could speedboat between the two, so you don't necessarily wow. then have to go back to Marley and then get another seaplane or speedboat out from Mali. So you don't have to go back to the main island. Um, We could orchestrate it where we can obviously travel between the two. Oh, how lovely. Or three. (laughs) (laughs) When I think of the Maldives, I have to say, I do think about the beaches and those iconic overwater villas with the winding jetties to get to your your residence. Mm -hmm. What is there to do at these luxury resorts outside of the beautiful beaches or riding a bike across the water? I would say with the Maldives, you have to go with that mindset of you are going to a private island. 
when you get to Marley Airport, you're going to meet the island host or your representative and then they will take you to your waiting seaplane or your speedboat and then you're going to be going off to a private island. You're pretty much there for the entire stay, but you have to go with the mindset that you are going to be on a private island. So it's not like your typical holiday where you can just get in a car and go and do a local excursion in a historic town or a hot spot in the area. It's not that kind of place. So once you are on island, it's kind of getting the right island for you in terms of what you want to do when you're there. So some islands will have underwater restaurants. Oh, wow. Underwater spas. Some of them will have a bubble, an inflatable bubble in the trees that you can go and dine in or um, like treetop dining or feet in the sand dining or different diving experiences. There's a lot, obviously, water sports is heavily, um, heavily pushed over there because there's a lot of water. There's a lot of water. (laughs) (laughs) It just depends, I suppose, how (laughs) laid back or how active you want to be when you're there. Yeah. And you have got that option because I think a lot of people will think, well, you know, I, I do cycle a lot or I do go running and I don't really want to spend a week sat on the beach because I'm just going to get bored and I'm going to get itchy feet. And it's like, well, actually, you can get a bike. You can go running around the island. Get stuck into the water sports. You can be as active as you want to be. When you are on one of these private islands, What's the culture like? What's the nightlife like, for example? Oh, the nightlife. Okay, so this all depends, again, on which island you go for. So if you're the type of couple, family that would like to be a little bit more low-key on an evening, generally just like to go for dinner or you like to have your dinner on in your villa, you would need to make sure you get the right island where it's a little bit more low-key on an evening's. Which one would you recommend? For low key, if you are a couple and adults only, I would definitely go for Maledu. It's up in the bar atoll again. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm really drumming this bar atoll, but it is amazing. But no, Maledu is absolutely stunning. It's from ages 12 years and up, so it's predominantly adults only. It's a very small island, so you don't even need a bicycle. It's more of your flying flop. Um, the <laughs> villas are huge. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, Maledu is absolutely stunning. More about the personalised service. It's a smaller island. It's very much dinner and then back to your villa. Kind of chill out. It's not got that in-your-face party vibe or anything like that. It's very romantic, if you like. And I'd say that is the one for a low-key understated you go in there you're switching off you waited on hand and foot well that sounds like heaven yeah i know (laughs) who'd say no to that (laughs) you mentioned families i've never thought of the maldives as a family destination i think of it for honeymoons and romance it's perfect for families really yeah i think 
again, getting the right island. There are so many family-friendly islands out there. There are so many villa options and a lot, a lot of multi-generational uh, families will travel oh, out. Right. Yeah, so you can get the two bedrooms, you can get three bedrooms, four bedroom residences over the water wow. on the beach. So it definitely caters for families of any size, really. And it's such an, an ideal destination to go with the kids because they're going to learn something well, learn a lot of new things. That was something I was wondering. What is there to do for children? Okay, so again, getting it on the right island. So say like Suniva Fushi, for example, and I mentioned that one earlier, but that one has a huge den. Basically, the den is the kids club. Right. And the kids club, it's massive. It's got its own pool, water slides, music area, They've oh, got wow. like um like a nature area so they can learn about the island and so yeah, so there's there's quite a lot of educational sides to it as well as the fun factor. That's really interesting. Um, as long as you get the right island that does cater for families and is suitable for the kids, it'll be an amazing experience for the whole family. What do you get asked all the time about the Maldives? Oh, well, the first one I always get asked, um, especially from adventure junkies, is <laughs> will I get bored? There's larger islands with more activities and things to do. And I think it's just homing in on those islands. And that's where we come in. <laughs> we can tell you where to go just to be able to get the most of your experience so if you are an adventure junkie great because where would you recommend for them oh gosh right well you've got the Cenevas, like i said mm -hmm. with the zip lining and antara kiava they've got an amazing water sports section with jet skis and sea bobs and kayaking. I mean, we actually, when we went to Anantara Kiava, we got on a jet ski and did the whole of the island. Like we did. You went all the way around? We it? went all the way around. <gasps> Which was a, a really, it sounds like, oh yeah, you just jet skied around an island, but actually <laughs> it was super cool. And there was a, there was four of us. So there was two on one and two, and two on another. And we kind of just jet skied around the island for a bit of fun. Oh, we had a wow. bit of a race and stuff. But hey, <laughs> <laughs> so you can make it as fun as you want. So I think as well, just throw yourself into everything that's on offer. Diving, if you've never done diving before, give it a go. You know, you're an adrenaline junkie for a reason. You like your active <laughs> stuff. So go on, get underwater. And they're coral islands, so there's exactly. bound to be so much to see under the water. Yeah, so much to see. It's beautiful. It's an amazing experience. And more so with the diving, a lot of the islands will have like the underwater cameras and uh, the GoPros that you can take with you and they can record it all for you. And then it's something for you to take home and you can watch and show the family make them jealous get them out there <laughs> yeah so it's definitely you know it's definitely something for everybody what do you wish more people asked about the Maldives well being a foodie <laughs> <laughs> I did say we were going to talk about I know I know I can't help myself but being a foodie the, the food out there is divine I mean caught that morning it's as fresh as they come it's got loads of flavour. Honestly, the food is is to die for. And a lot of the produce as well, they try and 
they try to grow on island. So okay. a lot of them will have their own herb gardens and, and that kind of thing. So you can go and see the herb gardens. You can go behind the scenes and see what they get up to and what they're growing. It is a really good culinary wow. So it's not like I need convincing to pack to go to the Maldives, but what should I pack? As little as possible. Really? Well, for starters, it's warm. Okay. <laughs> so it's very warm, so you don't need to take a lot with you at all. What sort of temperatures are we looking at at different times of the year? I say during the high season, which is generally from about November through to April, your humidity is a little bit lower than obviously our summer, but the temperatures are still high. All year round, really. It's It could be anything from 28 upwards, 30 plus. Oh, wow. So the temperatures are amazing. And it doesn't feel too much because I know there's some people that travel with families and they're concerned, is it going to be too hot for the kids? It's not like that at all. Again, remember, you're on a private island. You, the sea's right there. So you're getting, you know, really nice, gentle breezes. The wind's blowing through your hair. And yeah, it's just, it's dreamy. But yeah, packing wise, I would definitely pack lightly because you would be surprised that actually when you get there at how casual it is. There's some islands that are a little bit more dressed up for certain restaurants and I mean when I say dress codes they're they're kind of saying well you know don't wear sportswear or don't come with flip-flops or men to wear long trousers but they're on a couple of the islands maybe something like Cheval Blanc or Villar where it is a little bit more refined but generally speaking it is very relaxed it's super casual think bun on your head and a nice maxi dress with no shoes on on an evening so leave <laughs> those heels at home please please do not take a pair of heels to the Maldives <laughs> because you'll regret it for one and it's wasting up valuable space in your case to bring loads of goodies back home it's very feet in the sand wear a nice floaty dress if you're a lady if you're a guy just airy and nice and comfortable what is your top tip for travellers? If you are not travelling direct from the UK, so if you're going, say, from the UK via Dubai, Doha, Abu Dhabi, then I would definitely say to break up that journey. So it's worth stopping to have Absolutely. a little break yeah. halfway home. Definitely. Keep I the would... holiday go glow yeah. going. <laughs> Do a bit of shopping, continue that <laughs> sunshine style and yeah, and then you feel a little bit more refreshed as well getting back to the UK. Finally, before we go, can you take us to the Maldives? What does it really feel like? Okay, if it's safe to do so, close those eyes, everybody, because I'm going to take you to paradise. <laughs> <laughs> You've landed in Tamale. You are being met by your representative and you've just boarded your luxurious speedboat or seaplane to your private island. 
you arrive, you can hear the Maldivian drums in the distance, the friendly staff are waiting on the jetty and they give you the most refreshing cocktail. You've been waiting for this cocktail for over 12 hours and it is delicious. It hits that spot. In the distance, you can hear the waves crashing, the palm trees are blowing, the cocktail shaker in the distance is going behind the bar. It is heaven. The crystal waters and the white sands is everything that you've envisaged, seen on the TV programs, you've seen it on the internet, on your Instagram profile for weeks, and it's now coming to life. The fresh spa fragrance is wafting around the island, you're getting that scent of relaxation. The catch of the day is cooking and you're eagerly waiting for dinner to arrive, And then you pop your hands in the sand and it's like powder. It's like nothing you've ever felt before. And all you can envisage is this. No, you're very welcome. Thank you so much, Danny, for having me. It's been so much fun. And yeah, I think I need to get planning my next trip. I'll come with you. (laughs) Okay, let's go. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Inspiring Travel Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review us wherever you find your podcasts and follow us across social media for more travel inspiration. We'll see you next time in paradise.